You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 287, Taylor Swift and the Future of Theaters. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm Morgan Stradling. And I'm Chelsea Robson. Before we get started, I have an apology I need to make. Uh-huh. What? Yes. Morgan yes, apologizing so- for something? What did you do? <laughs> oh, hush now. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been nearly a year that I need to apologize this, but it was just a few episodes <laughs> it's, ago. It's been uh, pulling out your heartstrings. <laughs> you know, I gave Puss in Boots the last wish kind of not so great a rating. Okay. And I need to apologize for that because the reason I gave it a bad rating is because I missed basically a big 30 minute (laughs) chunk of it in the middle because I was chasing a toddler in the outside of the theater yes, uh, who was not sitting in his seat. And then I went and I saw it again after we had done our review. So one, I should have maybe let people know that in my (laughs) review because people were shocked. People were like, I'm really shocked you didn't like it. And then I saw it again. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is a masterpiece. This is so so good. good. The animation is phenomenal. It's really pushing limits. The story is great. The villain is amazing. Yeah. And I, I got on this kick and I wanted to watch it again, uh, like last, like two weeks ago. And Mm -hmm. I decided also because I'm trying to learn Spanish better, I decided to go ahead and watching it in Spanish and I have to say, hearing the whole thing coming from Antonio Banderas again in Spanish, also really great. Highly recommend. And all of the, basically all of the 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 voice cast came back to redo it in Spanish because they all spoke Spanish to begin with too. So it was just like, well, this nice. is fun. So highly recommend if you want to watch that in Spanish and if you understand Very it. Very cool. <laughs> or even in Spanish with dub, closed caption in English is cool. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. I, I still tell people to watch that movie and they always look at me like I have three eyes somewhere and they're like, what is happening? <laughs> Why would you think that I would want to watch Puss in Boots? And I'm Puss just like, in no, boots. no, I know that you're <laughs> thinking this, but you must watch it. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious that's awesome good times so if you haven't seen it go see it it was probably one of the best animated films to come out dreamworks in last year was fantastic they had the bad guys they had wish they were on it so good things coming out from dreamworks but today we're actually not talking about an animated film but we are talking about theaters so chelsea why don't you take this away so morgan and i didn't get out much this year (laughs) i I mean (laughs) speak for yourself (laughs) as far as like together we that we weren't we weren't able to like jump in and do a lot of things together just because of our our um schedules and lives had uh just been busy with a lot of things and we were able to come back and i'm actually really surprised that morgan has become this much of a swifty and because (laughs) It's always been something like I've always liked Taylor Swift. I've always thought that she was just somebody that was an amazing songwriter 
and just watching her do what she does and being able to interact with the audience is I've always just been in awe with what she does and how she does it. Then Morgan this year starts like saying, I've really missed out. I should have gone to her concert. I should have done these things. I ha- FOMO, I had, okay, FOMO, FOMO. You, <laughs> oh, for sure. If you know anything about the Eras tour, which started this year, is that it kicked off in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And ever since it's just been this mega hit everyone is talking about it everyone is going the ticket first off to get the tickets was this huge hassle of a ticket master and all this drama and then once you had tickets they were reselling for crazy amounts like thousands of dollars each for even nosebleeds but i was kind of oblivious to all this like yeah i i understand that taylor swift has her fans that she's a big deal that she's been around for over a decade you know 15 years at this point that i get it i get that she's a big deal but someone offered me tickets to the very first show. Mm-hmm. She said, hey, I have these nosebleeds. I ended up getting better seats. My friend lives in Utah. And she's, you know, she doesn't have very many friends here in Arizona. She's like, do you know anyone who wants them? They're $300 each. And for me, $300 well, for two tickets, I was, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Taylor Swift, but like, eh. I was a 39 weeks pregnant. I would have been due in a week. And it was like, do I want to waddle around the stadium? <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it. Okay. So I passed up on the tickets. Within a week, I realized that was the stupidest decision I had ever made. And I had so much FOMO seeing every single person in every single city that I follow on Instagram going to this. <laughs> and, and so much that I have, no, I follow people that have gone two or three times, wow. yeah. including that friend. I think has gone and seen it three times oh, wow. in different cities. And I am just like, it is that good that people are traveling multiple times to go and see this. I'm like, I missed out on a huge cultural event. <laughs> and so I had major FOMO and I still do. I hope she adds a second leg of her North American tour after she does the international probably won't, but wah, wah. <laughs> we're still, if anybody has extra tickets to like one of the Europe trips, like we, we might be down for that. So let us know. We buy them from you. Yes. <laughs> yes if sure. you want to get rid of them, I mean, at a I really reasonable want... price, cause we're not like Scotland or Ireland, I think is next summer. I, yes, yes I would make it happen. They've got Spain as well. So we've got lots of options. If anybody out there, this is a, a shameless <laughs> request. If anybody wants to sell their tickets <laughs> at a reasonable price. Uh, right, right. We I'm will going to take an arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the the point of this being a podcast though is one we it was fun to get together and we we're like, oh yay, we get to see these things again. And it was just it was fun because I brought Marissa, she brought her daughter Pippa, and then we ended up. Um, I was technically sitting in a different seat and then I would like come up and sit in the aisle next to her, <laughs> next to Morgan because she was on the end, and so we would like talk. Oh, and, yeah like comment on the whole thing and it was this grand time and what really like is amazing i think what uh goes well with the podcast is the fact that she was able to go out and and skip the distributors and for her to be able to go through and just go straight to the straight to the theaters in that way it really i mean i think it just democratizes the experience of creating community run events at theaters uh, around different movie titles and it just i i love the idea and i love the fact that she was able to cut out millions of dollars from distributors because i just feel like yeah she deserved it why why should they get it if she can make a phone call such a powerhouse she doesn't need them right the reason you need a distributor is because you need their access you need their access you need somebody to go to bat for you if especially if you're not proven 
Um, so they do have, they do serve a purpose, uh, but it's like in her case, it just, it was so crazy. And, and I loved it. I love seeing that. And I, I do believe, especially since we just went through a summer of all of where Hollywood basically shut down for a long time, there's going to be a gap and the theaters will have a need to fill that gap in coming months. And I'm very excited to see what kind of pictures and what kind of maybe different smaller studios are able to come in and fill those gaps. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see because she just dominated. I think initially it was supposed to just kind of be a weekend run. At least that's the vibe I got that it was a a limited engagement, you know, kind of like a fathom events sort of thing Mm -hmm. where you have three days. Um, And so we bought our tickets in August and even then they were starting to sell out and um, two months before it even came. Yeah. And, and then when I was looking to, we were looking to add tickets maybe later. I mean, the, every theater, all the showings were sold out. And as a theater owner, you had to have been just ec- ecstatic. This was happening. Yes. And they've continued to extend the run, extend the run, extend the run. Give me um, your money. <laughs> And let's see how much it's made so far. So far, it's made $249 million wow. worldwide, which is phenomenal for her. Because for she's already doing, yes, she's already doing this movie uh, or this, this concert. Uh-huh. Really, let's say max, it would take $10 million to film it and to edit it. Uh-huh. If that, I mean, all you have to do is just get a whole bunch of really nice cameras and set up and hire the people, get the footage. You know, she did it in her final lay, final tour, which was L.A. And you can tell that she filmed, they filmed it over like multiple of the L.A. tours just in case like maybe something didn't work out and right. they need to use a different take from a different day. But different angle. Yeah. I know. mean, the cost was not ex- that much. No, no. <laughs> Compared, you know. She knew she was going to make her money back immediately because there were, and again, the demand was there. There were so many people that wanted to go to this thing. Yeah. So this was just kind of a no brainer for her. Yeah. And, you know, for us as a, as people who wanted to go, but also didn't want to spend $800 when it first started, uh, to, because you got those tickets for 300 and then I heard, so like somebody else offered me tickets for like six or 700 and <laughs> it just wasn't in my yeah. budget. Otherwise I would have, like I've spent two to three, four hundred dollars on a ticket to a concert. Um it was Taylor Swift or Celine Dion. Those are basically the only two that I'll spend that much money to go see somebody. But it was it just was not in my budget at that time. And so I didn't go. And like yourself, I have suffered some FOMO and it was fun to go You're out. Like and I see should it. I should have made it the in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that was I just feel like I just get so I'm so glad that this opens the door for other people and for other studio other studios to come in and even when you have Beyonce came in and she only made about 29 million off of hers but you have to keep that into yeah, consideration op- opening was 21 million uh-huh. and Taylor Swift her she, uh, first day of pre-sales did 37 million on the pre-sales <laughs> and by and then over that was on the first day, but then by all pre-sales, it was a hundred million in global pre-sales. Oh, and gosh. as far as the first weekend, box office did U.S. projections, oh, uh, or seventy to a hundred million, and then she ended up doing how much? Ninety-two point eight million its first weekend. Jeez. 
I'm amazed. Baller. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with Taylor. That's just a, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) That's just in the U.S. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I just, but Beyonce. And it continued to set, to go over and over and over again. Like they kept just renewing it, renewing it. And you would think maybe this would be risky because it was a three hour movie, Mm -hmm. but it was a more expensive premium ticket. Yeah. But if it was so funny because when we were looking at the pre, looking at different dates, that all the movies were the Taylor Swift movie, and then all the other movies had one, maybe two showings. Yes, like the the movie theaters knew this is what the people wanted to see, and so they didn't allocate that much for anything else. Mm-hmm. They said this is going to make us money, so we will do it. <laughs> right. But my point with Beyonce is not to throw shade at all, but to say that she, this was only with AMC. Like she only did it with mm. one theater chain. Oh. And so to be, but to be able to have that even opportunity where some people are able to go in. So you'll have, um, there's a lot of different other smaller studios that are coming up. For example, Angel Studios is one that has come in and they've, they have what is called the Angel Guild, which is part of people who pay a certain amount of money to be part of their uh, pre-screener crowd. And they end up watching and grading the movies within their pre-screener. And then once it gets to a certain uh, percentage of of like score, then that's when the money that is in their big pot goes to put it into theaters. And so now they've been able to create this new model in order to go in and just pick up these theater screens, which I think is also really cool. So I, I just see, a, I just see so many changes in theaters and I have such high hopes that theaters will stay a thing because yeah, I just, I like the experience. The experience of going to the theater is not the same. And I've seen interviews with Bob Iger. Again, Iger does not like to take the blame. He's never going to say we have a bat. It's always blaming the audience, blaming whatever. And he said basically, oh, well, consumer habits have changed. Right. They have the big TV screens and they have the big sound system. So they're able to have a movie experience at home. And so they're just not coming to the movies anymore. Right. And that is a flat out lie. Yeah. If you see the two biggest movies of the year, did he's like the, the year, you know, I don't know if it was him, but people were kind of implying like, oh, the billion dollar movies are over. That is not true because there was Barbie and uh-huh. that whole shebang you know worldwide phenomenon that barbenheimer was and then there was the super bari super mario yeah. brothers movie or not super uh yes it's just Mar- it's super just mario your brothers. movies bob <laughs> it's just you i mean and that the mario movie people were people are dying to go like yes it's a pain to take your kids out but it's also a fun thing to do yeah to have those memories and to have just the experience getting out together because if you know if you're a mom you want to get out of the house Mm -hmm. and a movie is a great way to do that so no i'm not going to go all the time and blow money on crap right especially if it's you know right now i i'm not going to automatically assume that disney's going to be a good time but the mario movie was great and it was you know obviously shigeru miyamoto who's the main guy at at nintendo and has been since the 80s and he was very heavily involved in this movie and approving it and not approving certain things that illumination wanted to do and you could he's a perfectionist and his move his games and movie is great so when i saw this movie it was wonderful and everyone loved it and peaches oh my gosh <laughs> which tangent we went to organ stop pizza oh which if you don't know there's this place in arizona and it's a pizza parlor it has two stories and they have an organist who and there's this giant pipe organ with every single i think it's the largest organ instrument 
yeah. in the state of it's Arizona. <laughs> yeah. There's just all these different pipes and bells and whistles, and it plays every single instrument you could ever imagine. And it's just like this visual dancing treat. Dancing cats. And dancing cats. Yeah. You, if you know, you know. <laughs> and we always go for birthdays. Like, it's just an easy thing. Go birthday, bring a cake, and we celebrate. But they, they'll you get like a free show out of it, obviously. Uh -huh. And you can do requests. And my son put Super Mario, or he put Peaches from Super Mario and I wrote it down. I was like, there's no way he's going to play Peaches. Yeah. You know, like the organ guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like he'll play, he'll, he does, he knows quite a few Disney songs and he'll play those. And, you know, they'll do um, Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid and the bubbles will come down during that. It's oh, really nice. fun and cool, you know. And I'm like, I, maybe he'll play the regular Mario song, but like no way is he going to be playing Peaches. And lo and behold, he played Peaches. And you could not believe <laughs> every single child in that place it was packed, which is always packed, <laughs> Right, was singing Peaches at the top of their lungs. And it was hilarious. It was so funny. That's fun. Just to witness that, like, this movie made an impact. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that song. There Thank we go. So Black. sorry. Sorry, Bob. Uh, that's not true. Theaters are not dead. And he, just because there's these streaming services and you can watch things at home, it does not take away from the experience of watching a movie. For example, Barbie. It was a cool thing to go dress up in your pink and go see Barbie with your girlfriends or your friends yeah. or your family or whoever. But like it was definitely a girl thing, an event to get out of the house because no one likes being in their house all the time. Like I guess I am a homebody as much as anyone, but I like to get out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're going to hear from Disney all sorts of excuses for their films, why they're not performing well, that consumer habits have changed, theaters aren't the same. That is a flat out lie. <laughs> That is trying to spin. <laughs> spin away like a top spinning, spinning, <laughs> We're spinning. We're spin this narrative so we don't look like we suck. <laughs> so any other thoughts on the Eras tour? And it was fun to it go. Was fun. There were people. Yeah, people were standing up during certain parts. And they were singing and they were dancing. And it was a vibe. It was. And I loved seeing that there were just so many people in on it. and. It was very inclusive. I, I figured out like after the fact that they have like the the bracelets and things. And I was just like, it's, oh, it's yes. such a cool the friendship bracelet. Yeah, the friendship bracelets. And the, I, I just feel like it's such a cool sub culture in American <laughs> and and oh, and like in international life now, like she goes uh -huh. everywhere. And <laughs> the pictures of when she was in Argentina and they shut down the highway in order for her when the show was done so that she could get to her hotel, like literally shut everything down on one <laughs> side. It's like packed. And the other side is completely empty. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, the power. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of friendship bracelets, when we went and saw the troll screening, which I know you want to see at some point and then we'll do yeah. a review. Um, they gave us friendship bracelets that said trolls, trolls band together or something and oh, it was funny. just really funny because they were definitely playing off the friendship bracelet because it's all it's like music and yeah. concert and boy band so <laughs> oh, just God. really funny to me uh. that they play they, they, they were riding on the te the coattails of that that popularity so i have one of those bracelets oh very fun fancy yes i'll give it to you Aww. i'll gift it give you the gift you my friendship bracelet <laughs> <laughs> As far as like looking forward to, we wanted to go in and let everybody know that we're going to try and mix it up this coming season uh, of the Rotoscopers. Um, and we're going to try and go back to streaming on YouTube. 
we used to stream and we used to use google hangouts which was terrible oh gosh and it's just so funny that what has changed as far as the landscape and we we have used Streamyard for quite a few things and live streams and and our patron events or our patron calls that we would have um but now what we're going to do is we're going to be live streaming on the youtube and have the live stream available but then we're also going to chunk it up <laughs> that just sounds funny we're going to you know put the little segments out on youtube maybe if we're just talking about one little thing so a little bite-sized 10 minute thing and then another one another one um so you can check us out on youtube as well but the full podcast obviously will always be available as a podcast so just just a heads up so you can know yeah so i mean we're just here's the thing like we really want to be able to put out more content but still our lives are pretty hectic and lots mm-hmm. of things happening and so we we aren't going to be able to guarantee that we're going to have like a schedule but uh basically like today for example morgan had things that were like oh i can't do it right give me t- another 10 minutes or something like that so it's like we can't go yes. ahead and say five o'clock guys every time um but it is we're just gonna we're we're trying to take the pressure off hopefully as hopefully well, we'll as to get to that point yeah <laughs> for sure right but yeah we're maybe like at nighttime but you know we're late for us but yeah in this current but- situation we're just doing the best with what we have and so if you happen sure. to be on and if if you happen to be online and we also happen to be online, you'll see it. And please come and, and make sure to set your notifications uh, for YouTube if you want to join us online as well and be in the chats and all the things. So if you set it your your notifications, then you'll know more in ad, more in advance. But it's going to be fun. We're, We're excited. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited to hang out more and talk to more people and get the gang back together. As far as woot, woot. patrons and whatnot, like we've, that's one thing I've always just appreciated about the patrons. It's like, they really have become just some of our best friends. So we, we don't get, or, and just the friends that, you know, you, you love, but you haven't, you don't talk to very often. And now you're like, Oh, come back. So that's right. where I'm at. <laughs> come back guys. Yep. <laughs> so we'll be revamping some of the things in our patron program and relaunching that. And then we'll be hopefully live streaming future episodes here on YouTube so that you can check out. So do that. It's going to be fun. And we're excited for more. So again, if you have any ideas for future episodes, let us know. Send us voicemails. And until next time, we, we are, are the, the Rotoscopers. Rotoscopers. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to on YouTube and 